Hello ladies, welcome back to my podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys here today. We're going to be discussing purpose, finding purpose, living in alignment with your purpose, living a purposeful life, you know, everything that really has to do with purpose. But it is Sunday today and it is honestly such a wonderful day. It's going to be Saturday when you guys listen to this because obviously you guys know Victoria's Thoughts drops every Saturday 8 a.m. So it will be Saturday when you guys listen to this, but it is Sunday today for me and it is such a beautiful day and oh my gosh, this has nothing to do with purpose, but just want to say I woke up in the worst mood today because there was like noise while I was sleeping last night and the last two nights I have not gotten great sleeps just because of like noises and just like outside noises and I've just been like oh my gosh like 3 a.m. there's been like loud noise and you know I sometimes in the past would just wake up and if I had an off feeling I would just be like okay well my day's shot so (laughs) and I would just kind of like stay in that energy the entire day But something that I've been really making a habit of is choosing the energy of my day and choosing to create a day that feels good even if maybe when it started off something happened that offset that. And so that's something I've been really practicing and I really, really loved that. So this morning, like I said, I woke up. I was really annoyed. I didn't get a good night's sleep and I'm somebody who likes to get like nine to 10 hours of sleep a night, around nine hours. And I like to just sleep. I go to bed around like 10 p.m. I wake up around seven or, you know, roughly those times. And yeah, I just like to get a good night's sleep. So when I didn't, I was just really bothered. And so what I did when I first woke up was I actually turned on my phone and complained to my friend, which is something that, you know, I don't do usually. I usually, I turn my phone off at night and then I only turn it on once I've meditated, stretched, prayed, you know, done my little morning routine. So, you know, that's kind of an example of me like realizing that I'm annoyed when I'm waking up and then just choosing to further go into that energy, right? And so I realized, okay, I'm doing that. I woke up annoyed. Then I chose to make other disempowered or disempowering decisions. So, you know, I woke up annoyed and then I chose to go and do something I know wouldn't make me feel good. And then I went on my computer, which I never touch technology first thing in the morning. So I just did all of these things right when I first woke up. And in the past, I would have kind of continued to do those kind of things. But I decided, you know, no, I'm going to actually choose to take actions that I know will make me feel better. And so what I did was I, you know, decided to get into my yoga clothes and go and move my body. So I went on a run because my car had actually died. That was another reason I was annoyed. My car had died the day prior and... I need somebody to jump my car, but I don't know how to jump a car because, yeah, I just don't. So, yeah, so I was just, I couldn't go to yoga class this morning. So I was like, oh my gosh, I can't go to yoga. The day is shot, like whatever. So I decided to just get up and go on a run, you know, because I don't need to be in a class to exercise. So I went and went on a run. It's a beautiful day out. And then I went and when I came back from my run, I felt so much better. And then I decided to lay outside, which is called a grounding when you put your feet on the ground. But I try to do that every day, put my bare feet on the ground. And I also like to get my whole body on the ground as well. So I'll lie down on my back on the ground. So whether that is on 
has to be something natural. So whether that's on the grass or on like rocks or moss or whatever it is. So I was laying half on the grass, half on these rocks. And I just started reading poetry and I put my phone, I turned my phone off and I just knew that that would make me feel so much better. And then I decided to make myself something. So I went inside and made a meal. That makes me feel better. Usually if I'm in an off mood and I'm going to stay in it and I'm choosing to kind of take more disempowered actions, I'll just grab like little snacks or I won't actually put prepare something. But if I prepare something, I feel so much more, you know, good and put together. And then by that time, I feel great. I went on a run. I have sat outside and grounded and I read poetry and, you know, I went inside and made a meal and I drank water and I'm going to make a bread loaf later and then I decided to come and take this podcast. So, you know, that's just something, a little practice, totally unrelated to purpose, but (laughs) let's just talk about it anyway. But that's just a little practice that I've been doing, which is, you know, choosing the tone of my day instead of letting the tone of the day choose me. (laughs) And yeah, I found that my days are so much better consistently because I am choosing the tone of the day. And that doesn't mean that sometimes you don't want to honor what comes up. I can honor the fact that I'm irritated or annoyed while also making good decisions for myself that feel good and that set me up to feel healthy and aligned and then I can actually honor my feelings possibly even better because I have a safe and secure space to do that. So I feel that when I make these really good decisions for myself such as just you know nourishing myself properly really, you know, deciding to exercise or make healthy meals or just do things that are easy, you know, more or less that I can do when I'm having an off day. It allows me to kind of feel into that feeling more, digest it more, sit with it more, and then I can also move through it a lot, a lot easier. But, you know, sometimes also the right decision is to do all that and then to go lay in bed and cry or to do this or that, but that just wasn't what I needed. I was just slightly irritated or just very irritated. And then, you know, I just needed to move through my irritation and kind of get to the other side. But, of course, you see your discernment and sometimes what's necessary and needed and what's nourishing, necessary, needed, and nourishing three ends. But um, yeah, what's nourishing for you could be just, you know, laying in bed or something. So use your discernment. But all right, so let's just get into purpose, which is something that is so funny. I was in the kitchen and making myself something and I just saw this post on Instagram and I was like, you know what? So many girls ask me about purpose and it's been a really beautiful journey in my own life, finding purpose, being purposeful and, you know, navigating that journey. So let's just jump right into it. All right. Thanks for listening to my little rant, but let's now talk about purpose. So I think that there is this really harmful narrative that a lot of people subscribe to that says, I have to find one purpose. Like I have to find my purpose. And they're searching and searching to find their purpose. But the thing is that we don't have just one purpose. And you're never going to look into your life and find that you just have, this is one, this is my purpose purpose here is one thing because our purposes are universal. So our first purpose is to find God. That's it. That's everybody's purpose. Nobody doesn't have that purpose. Not one person on the face of the earth came to earth without that that being their first and foremost, most primary purpose. So your purpose is to find God. 
Okay, so point blank period, that is your first purpose. What that looks like for you is going to be completely unique. Knowing God also means knowing yourself. So that's a whole, you know, journey that you go on, right? There's so many paths to the divine, but everybody has the universal purpose that your sole purpose is to know God is to know your creator. That is literally it, right? So that's your number one purpose, not sole purpose, but your first purpose, right? So first purpose is to know God, okay? Knowing God also means knowing thyself, right? So you know God, you know yourself, it's necessary, right? So if you know God, you have to have known yourself. If you know yourself, you don't necessarily know God, but if you know your God, you do have to, you know yourself, right? Okay, so that's that's your first purpose. So if you want to dedicate your life to something and you feel, oh my God, I need a purpose to dedicate my life to, there you go. <laughs> your purpose is to find God, okay? Next purpose, the next one right after that, is to serve, okay? So these are two purposes that these are the the purposes of our lives, right? And then we could even say that the next one is to love, okay? Or even the one before serving, okay? So we could say knowing God, first and foremost, next one is to love, next one is to serve. Okay, so we all have the same exact purpose. (laughs) Makes it easy, right? It makes it very, very easy because we all have the same exact purpose. Now, The way in which we navigate those purposes is different, okay? The way in which we navigate those are different. What that's going to look like is going to be unique to you and to me. And then we all have unique dharma and karma that allows us to fulfill our purposes in unique ways, right? So my karma leads me to my guru, right? Because karma can be good, (laughs) Karma isn't, it's it's neutral. It's not good or bad. It's just the natural law of the universe, <laughs> right? So my karma leads me to my guru, Yogananda. Your karma leads you to Christianity. Somebody else's karma leads them to, um, you know, Judaism. Somebody else's karma leads them to Buddhism, right? It's just unique. Everybody's karma leads them different places. Everybody's dharma leads them to different places and to carry out different things, right? But your first purpose, know God. Okay. Next, love. Okay. So self-explanatory there. I saw this quote, or I love this quote that says, love what you can love and then just keep expanding it. So that means, you know, love what I, what I can actually love, what, what's easy for me to love, you know, my partner, my mom, my dogs, my, the, my pig, my, you know, the land, the trees, myself, um, you know, the flowers, you know, these are things that are easy for me to love, right? And then I just keep expanding from that space until I'm returned back to oneness, right? Next purpose is to love, right? One after that is to serve. Okay, I think this is where everybody gets kind of caught up. What's my purpose? What's my purpose, right? (laughs) So, Your purpose is to serve, okay? What that looks like is going to be different to you, unique to you. But what I think that is very important for people to understand, something that my guru has said, is be purposeful in every single thing that you are doing, okay? 
So I am purposeful in every moment. So every moment is my purpose. Right now, my purpose is to give you guys this podcast. So I'm going to give it my all. I am going to channel the divine in the best way that I possibly can. I am going to open myself up as a vessel to transmit whatever I need to say. I'm going to do that to the best of my ability, right? That's my purpose today. Right now, actually, not even today. Right after this, my purpose is going to be to make a loaf of bread, okay? So... Uh, Everything that I do can be my purpose. If we're continually aware of our three purposes, which is God, love, serve, we can focus in on the different aspects of what is happening and how that relates to what our unique purposes are or what our three purposes are. So if I'm driving, my purpose can be to know God in that moment as I'm driving, Or if I'm driving, if we're aware of our three purposes at all time, right? If I'm driving, maybe I tap into my own discernment, intuition. And what is my purpose in that moment is to serve. How can I serve? I can serve myself even in that moment. I can serve love universally in that moment by maybe taking deep breaths, praying for whatever. It's just unique to you. You have to tap in in each moment. What is my purpose in this moment, right? Or it could be, you know, to love or to, you know, whatever it is. So everything that we are doing, we can do with purpose. That is going to make your life a lot easier. It's going to make it a lot more simplified because now you're no longer walking around looking for this big thing to smack you in the face, (laughs) this big thing called purpose. You are aware of your purpose. You are aware that your purpose is to know God, to love, and to serve. And you are going to be aware of that in each moment and constantly and continually anchoring that in. Okay. Now, the next part, especially with serving, which is really what people are focusing on, the next part is that we are listening to our intuition to show us the way of our Dharma, what we need to create, right? How we need to serve. Okay. So the way that I'm serving in this moment as a 24-year-old woman, right? Okay, I am serving right now by creating a podcast. I'm about to be serving by writing a book. But I know that those things aren't my purpose, let's say. I would never say that my purpose is to write a book. My purpose is to serve My purpose is to serve God. My purpose is to be a vessel of the divine. My purpose is to love as God loves, to serve as a vessel of God, okay? So I'm listening continually to what God wants from me. And I feel it in my body. God wants me to write this book. I'm very aware because I'm tired. I don't even, I mean, I want to because God's desire is being born through my body. So Technically, I want to write this book, but there's a deeper part of me that's also there that is like, all right, I would like to move on from this chapter, right? But I know that God wants me to write this book, so I'm going to write this book, and I want to write the book, and I'm excited about it, and I'm going to put all of my energy and effort towards it. But my purpose is to serve God, is to spend by serving God, serving everybody, serving humanity, serving animals, serving the earth. So that's my purpose is to serve, and how that comes about is going to just be unique to me, unique in different moments, right? 
when I am making, you guys know I'm like obsessed with making bread right now. I'm actually going to make garlic knots tomorrow. I'm very excited about that. But um, the other day, you know, I was cooking for my family. I was making meals for my for my family because my I'm home right now with my mom and my dad and my little brother. And I've been here for about a week and I will be leaving in a week. By the time you listen to this podcast, I will be gone. Um, but my mom has been really, really stressed out because of something's happening with her parents. So she's been with them a lot. And so, you know, I, my mom usually makes meals in the house. So I've been taking over for her, right? So in those moments, my purpose in that moment is to serve through making food for my family. It's to serve my mother to make food for her in her place. It's to serve my family by nourishing us. That's my purpose in those moments and I take that seriously, right? So I take that service seriously. When I am showing up with my foster piglet outside, which I was with my foster piglet, that's another thing I did to make myself feel better. I absolutely love, you guys know, pigs are my favorite animals. We just rescued this little piglet. We're fostering him. He is like such a person, like he's such, you know, and I say such a person, it's kind of interesting because we say that because we are so human centric that we don't realize that other beings are absolutely and this coming from a vegan who does and who is aware of this but I'm still so indoctrinated in these beliefs that you know oh my gosh humans are kind of the center of the universe or we are everything or we are the full you know humans are the ones who are fully aware fully conscious or we have our spirits of course all animals have souls and spirits but it's so funny because you know I look at this pig this little piglet he's so sweet and he has such a personality and such a brightness about him and his soul and his spirit shines really clearly through his essence through his his embodiment through his physical vessel and you know I'm like oh you're a human but you're not a human you're a piglet it's just hard to ground in even for me who is very attuned to these things especially you know because I am vegan and because I do really honor the sacredness of all life um, not just human life and so so yeah um, that kind of sounded like I was uh, anti-choice there for a second you guys know I'm (laughs) pro-abortion I honor all life um, you know all I honor all life of, you know, all beings. I honor the animals as sacred and as deserving of rights. Um, <laughs> still pro-abortion. That sounded a little bit, sounded a little bit anti-choice there for a second. But, <laughs> but anyway, so when I'm sitting with my piglet, right, my piglet, he was dropped off at a gun range, at a hunting range, right? Some, you know, people who have forgotten themselves and forgotten God and, forgotten their oneness uh you know I'm trying to not say they're terrible people but (laughs) some people who have forgotten themselves um let's just say that they dropped yeah this little piglet off at a gun range at a hunting range you know intending for him to just be shot and he was caught in a coyote trap which already is sad but yeah he was caught in a coyote trap and he was like starving and super skinny and um, had ticks all over him and was terrified and stuff so a rescue picked him up a pig rescue which there are a lot of pig rescues and actually a lot of people who adopt pigs which is kind of crazy I didn't really realize I've always wanted to adopt pigs because they're my favorite animal they're why I went 
vegetarian at seven years old. But yeah, pigs have always been my favorite animal. And I always thought I was crazy for wanting to adopt a pig. And everyone always looked around at me like, oh my gosh, you're, you want to adopt a pig? And I do. But there's like, we just had three piglets that we rescued before this little guy. And, you know, they all got adopted. They live in homes, you know, they live inside with the, with the people. They sleep in bed with the people. I'm like, wow, it's really, it's really crazy. Once you open yourself up to different worlds, you're just like, wow, this is, this exists. There's people out here who adopt pigs. So anyway, this little piglet, I named him PETA from the Hunger Games, PETA Piggy, um, in honor of PETA Malark. But, but yeah, so, so anyway, I was with my piglet today, PETA. And my purpose in that moment is to serve PETA and to bring him back into trust with life and with humans, right? Because he's very scared and very skittish of humans. He's more social than our other piglets, so he already has kind of that that tie, but he is still very scared. He's scared to be touched. He's scared to, you know, if I make a sudden movement, he gets really nervous. So my my purpose in that moment is to serve life, to serve God through serving PETA because PETA deserves to be loved and to know love and to feel safe in his little body and to feel that he can trust and to know that he is safe. So in that moment, that is my purpose, right? So I consider all of these things my purpose because it's all underneath the bracket or the umbrella of service. So my purpose is to serve. My purpose is to serve God. My purpose is to know God. My purpose is to love God. My purpose is to serve love and know God and to bring that into earth. That is my purpose. And, you know, underneath those big umbrellas, there's all these different things that can kind of come out. But when you are focused, if you pray or if you're just focused, you don't have to even pray if you're not a a prayer person. Um, you don't have to do that. You can just be aware that, hey, I know that my purpose is to serve. How can I serve better today? You know, if you have children, how can I serve my children better? How can I serve my husband better? How can I serve the random person that I'm seeing on the street better? How can I serve the unhoused person that I'm walking past? How can I serve the animals today? How can I serve? So we can really become so much more charged with life when we are aware that our purpose is to serve, but we do not have one purpose of my purpose is to be an actor. My purpose is to write a book. My purpose is to do this and that and that and the other, right? My purpose is to be in alignment with service. How that comes about is going to be unique to my dharma and I'm going to be continually listening to life and what wants to be born through me. But none of my creations are my own. None of the things that I'm giving to life are my own. It's life and God being born through me. Even before when I said the, something I said in this podcast, I didn't even really, I wasn't even really aware of that. Life is being born through me, you know, and I'm aware of that. And I I allow myself to be a vessel for service, right? So that is something that can be very, very healing because then we don't become so attached to one thing. And when that one thing goes away, we're freaked out, right? So, oh my gosh, my purpose, let's say is to 
you know, be a doctor and then we don't get into med school and we're freaking out because, oh my gosh, I can't be a doctor. Well, your purpose isn't to be a doctor. Your purpose is to serve, whether that's as a doctor, whether that is as a nurse, whether that is as, you know, a mother, whether that is as, you know, somebody who works at a nonprofit, whether that is somebody who starts their own business, like your purpose is to serve. And there's so many different ways to do that. There are unique things that life is going to want you to do. Like life wants me to write this book that I'm going to write, right? This is something unique to me. Nobody else can write this book because I'm gifted by God and by life to be the one to bring this to women, right? To bring this to earth, to bring it into the physical form. But that is not my purpose. That's my purpose in that moment. But in life, it's not my purpose. After that, I've something I've talked about with you girls before on my podcast or in other spaces is that I'm aware that my service in this capacity where I'm serving women actively, especially in the form of guidance with relationships, with spirituality, you know, with connection to themselves, really just women empowerment. I understand that this is not a forever thing. My purpose isn't only to do this. My purpose is to to serve and how that's going to look is going to be different. Right now, my purpose is to serve women in this capacity. And I'm aware of that. But I'm also aware that it's not going to be in 30 years. I'm very aware that my I'm going to be serving animals in a deeper capacity and I'm going to be serving uh, just in a different in a different way. I know that I'm going to be serving people who are more marginalized in a very specific hands-on way. I'm very aware of that. I know that I'm gonna be serving animals in a very specific way with allowing a lot of animals to uh, be fostered by me and, and to kind of open myself up in that way. I know that my purpose is going to be to garden and protect the earth in my connection with the earth and to have land and to be a steward of the land. Like there's so many different purposes because there's so much that needs to be done, right? So we can open ourselves up to all that life is asking of us. And there's so many different things that life needs, right? So many people are suffering. The earth needs us. Animals need us. Women need us. You know, black people need us. Asian people need us. You know, um, indigenous people need us. Hello, indigenous people need us to fight with them and to amplify their voices and to give land back. This is all like there's so many things, right? So let life be born through you, but know that your purpose is service. And I think that that makes everything a lot easier because you don't have to have this big blown out thing that smacks you in the face that you stick with for your entire life, right? If after I, if my purpose is to write a book, but after I finish writing this book, I have nothing else. If my purpose is to write a book for women, if my purpose is necessarily maybe say uh, to write you know, or to just serve women with relationships, okay, which is really what I've been doing. Relationship to self, relationship to men, right? So if that's my purpose, but after I write my book, I have nothing else to say, I'm going to be pretty lost, right? If after I write my book, I feel complete, well, then what's my purpose? What am I, what do I do? What do I say if I'm, if I'm kind of complete here, right? So what do I, what do I do with that? But 
if I'm aware that my purpose is to serve, then something else, I can, I can just go towards something else because there's so many things that need our service, right? So, you know, your purpose also in every moment is every moment. So it doesn't need, again, to be this big blown out thing. Right now, my purpose is to write a podcast or sorry, to record a podcast, right? And to give you guys this message. And then after this, my purpose is going to be to make bread. And then after that, my purpose might be while I'm watching my movie tonight, because I'm watching The Hunger Games. You guys know my monthly rewatch of The Hunger Games. My purpose might be in that moment to remember God while I'm watching The Hunger Games, Okay, it was something actually that I read years ago in A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. I haven't read that book in so long, but one of the things that really stuck with me was that when you're watching TV or cinema or whatever, first of all, try to reduce the time that you do that. And second of all, when you do do that, make sure that you take pauses and you're aware of the fact that you're watching a movie and you're aware of God in that moment. So, you know, maybe my purpose tonight, and I just discovered it right now as I'm talking because I didn't realize that was my purpose, but you know what? I'll go with that tonight while I'm watching my movie. My purpose of watching my movie tonight is to be aware of God while I'm watching my movie, which helps me anchor in the knowing of God in every moment, right? So, perfect. Boom. That's my purpose. And it's something that you can just choose as long as it's in alignment with knowing God, loving, and serving. So, I would say that, you know, when you are in alignment with your purpose and with living purposefully, rather, should I say, life does get a lot more fulfilling. So I understand why everybody wants to. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Find their purpose because as somebody who's living in purpose who's living in service, who's living purposefully, life feels very good and it feels very fulfilling. And I just feel after a day, I feel complete. And I saw this quote from my guru, Yogananda. He says, um, I take on more work and more work, but I'm never burdened because I do it for God. So, (laughs) oh my gosh, I'm so emotional. That just made me cry, but (laughs) it made me tear up. But um, I, yeah, I'm such, I love being an emotional <laughs> being. <laughs> but, but yeah, I take on more work and more work and I'm never burdened because I do it for God, right? So, you know, that's something that I really aspire to because I actually do get, <laughs> I do get overwhelmed <laughs> quite quickly. I just am somebody who really likes to rest. 
Like I'm very feminine in that aspect, but I have a lot of things that life is asking me to birth (laughs) and to bring forth. So is this balance, right, of resting while also being an active participant in bringing forth service and acting in purpose and whatnot. But anyway, when I, you know, I'm living in purpose after a day, after a day, you know, I feel good. I feel like I did what God wanted me to do today. I feel complete. I feel happy. I feel fulfilled. And so that doesn't even mean that you are, let's say, penetrating the world with your service. It could mean that after a day rearing your children with love and gentle parenting and being conscious and kind and allowing, you know, yourself to serve them because parenthood is service, right? You're serving your children, not the other way around usually, right? It's you are there as a service, as a servant of that that soul, right? You are serving that soul. How much, you know, love is, that's like the purest form of love is saying, you know, I am going to birth you in this world and then serve your soul by rearing you and creating the condi- the perfect conditions for you. Well, this is this is what parenthood, right? We would like, you know, we would like it to be obviously. This is the, you know, obviously the the highest embodiment, let's say of parenthood, but I'm serving my child by creating the conditions for their soul to feel comfortable to come into life and to do what it came here to do because what my child's karma and dharma and purpose and this and that and relationship to life and relationship to God is, is completely unique and different than me, right? So I have to serve them and create the conditions in which their soul feels ready and safe to express that, right? And serve the evolution of that soul in safety and trust and kindness and whatnot. So anyway, after a day of serving your children, let's say you have just raised your children all day and dealt with that because it's a lot, right? So let's say you just, you know, were with your children all day. That's a day well done when you're doing that intentionally in service to your children, aka in service to love, just in service period and in service to God, right? So when you do that intentionally with awareness and with love, you're in service, you're in your purpose. That's the purpose of the, you know, you can go to bed complete, right? So I think that it's important for just everybody to understand that your purpose is born in every single moment, okay? Your purpose isn't something that you, one thing that you grab onto and, you know, it's I'm my purpose is to be a doctor and then that's it. And you just, my that's your only purpose and you run through life. Your purpose is a million different things underneath the umbrella of knowing God, service, and love. So within that, how that plays out, you can serve in every single second. And we actually limit ourselves when we think that one thing is our purpose, right? When we say, my purpose is to be a lawyer, okay? And then I'm walking down the street and there's, you know, let's say a pregnant cat on the street and I don't care because my purpose is to be a lawyer. Well, that cat needs service, That cat needs love. That cat needs kindness. Can you serve in that moment? Because that's your purpose in that moment. When you're walking down the street and there's an unhoused person sitting on the street that needs food, that needs money, that needs kindness, that needs an ear, you know, and you don't care because your purpose is to be a lawyer. You've missed the point. 
right? Your purpose wasn't to be a lawyer. Your purpose was to serve in that moment. Your purpose is also possibly to be a lawyer and to serve in that way. And it's a million other things as well. So it's really about living purposefully, right? And, you know, I've said that quite a few times on this episode, but I hope that I'm bringing some different perspectives in as I'm continually speaking. (laughs) You know, I just kind of intuitively finish the episode when I feel like it's done. But there's been more things that I just felt like I had to say, but I am aware that I keep saying a similar thing. So I hope it's I hope it's helpful for you girls. Um, But yeah, so your purpose is, is to serve, to love, and to know God. And there's also specific things that, you know, life will, will bring you to do, right? What, what you give to the world, we can give humbly because we know it's life doing it through us, right? So I know that this episode is life wanting me to, to give this to you girls, right? And we can, yeah, connect with individual things that are very important so like I said with my book like that's my purpose or let's say being a lawyer that's you know somebody's purpose and that is one thing that is their purpose that they should do purposefully but that's not your only purpose so I hope that this was I hope this was helpful and also comforting because your purpose is so many different things. Your purpose is to serve. It's actually simple and also, you know, infinite at the same time, right? Because, oh my gosh, if I could actually, and I try my best, but if in every single moment of the day, I was aware that my purpose was that moment, I would be serving times 300 million than what I'm serving right now. Because right now I'm aware of it maybe three or four times a day. Okay, I'm doing my podcast. I'm aware that right now this is my purpose. I'm making food. I'm aware that that right now I'm serving right now and that is my purpose is to serve. Maybe my purpose is also to remember God in this moment, is to be intentional, is to do breath work, is to be present with my body. Maybe my purpose is to, you know, self-pleasure. Maybe my purpose is to connect with myself, whatever it is, right? So I'm aware quite a few times a day. But if in every single moment I was aware that that moment was my purpose as it truly is, which is the truth, we're just, you know, not aware, we're two in the mind, right? If I was aware of that in every moment, I would be a lot more, I would be a better vehicle for service. I would be a better vehicle for purpose, my purpose, right? And that purpose, living purposefully in that moment. So the more that we're aware that every single moment is our purpose, the more that purpose can be born through you and the more that life can be born through you and the more that you can actually serve and be purposeful and feel fulfilled at the end of your day and also at the end of your life. So the more that you're aware that you can create purpose in every moment, the more fulfilled you'll be and the more content you'll be and also the more you know, purposeful you'll be and the more of service you'll be and the more connected you'll be. So, so yeah, this is, uh, this is your purpose. So do with that what you will. (laughs) Do with that what you will. But when you are living in purpose, aka purposefully, aka aware that your purpose is to serve God, serve others, know God, know love, and to love, when you're aware of these things, life feels so good. (laughs) It feels so good. It feels a lot better than, you know, when I was younger, 
and I'm just walking through life and just looking for the next thing to kind of grab my attention, right? Talking with my friends, going out to eat, you know, kind of lost, like looking around, getting into a relationship that was ultimately unfulfilling or traumatizing, right? Like looking for the next shiny thing to grab your attention. That's not really fulfilling at all because you're not living purposefully. So when you're living purposefully, obviously life gets very, very fulfilling because you're living in alignment with God, right? So, so yeah, so I hope this was helpful. I love you girls so much. Remember that you don't need a big fat purpose to come smack you in the face. All you need is to be purposeful in each moment and then purpose and being purposeful is going to keep being born through you and, you know, specific things like specific dharma, specific things that you are meant to create, like writing a book, like starting an organization, a friend of mine you know, started an organization. Um, She created a school for girls. Like that is her unique dharma, right, in that moment. But actually, interestingly, if you heard my podcast with her, Maggie, you know, she's like fulfilled with that because she created such a, you know, such a integral organization. So many nonprofits are so out of integrity, but her organization is so in integrity that it's built, sustained, and, you know, kept by all of the local people. It's in Nepal. So they don't really need her anymore. She was saying, you know, in the, in the podcast and also in her book, which is a great book. Um, so yeah, you guys should check out her, her podcast that I did with her a couple months back. But anyway, you know, after that, you know, after life life wanted Maggie to create this school and to bring her funds from the United States and her resources to Nepal and to create this community and this school and this, you know, safe haven for girls and women and to, you know, all these things that she incredibly did in Nepal, right? Life wanted that to be born through her. That was a specific and unique purpose that life wanted to be born through her but that's not her only purpose right she is a unique multifaceted individual and her purpose as is everybody else is to serve know god and to love so once a specific thing that life wanted to create through maggie and once maggie has taken that action and created that like i'm saying with my book once i life wants it to happen once i created and put it out, then something else is born if you are living in in devotion to service and in devotion to God and to life and to love and to service and to others. And, you know, so, so there's not just one big thing that's gonna, you know, smack you. Sometimes there is, you know, one thing, one big thing, like Maggie creating this organization, like me writing this book, right? That's one big thing, but that's not the only thing. There's gonna be something after that. I'm gonna write a book for a year and then I'm gonna be done with it. <laughs> is my purpose over? Is my life done? No, there's, life wants to continually create more and more and more through me and to serve more and more through me. So I, I trust that, right? So, so yeah, and the more that we tune into this, the more actually that you are a 
vessel for big things like that, right? Like for Maggie creating this organization, for me writing this book, for, you know, you going and doing this, you know, more tangible big thing, the more that you tune in to life, to God, to love, to service, the more that you tune in, the more that life says, oh, I can use her as a, as a vehicle for this. Let me put this into her heart. Let me put this into her mind. Let me put this all over so she can't run away from the fact that she needs to write this book or she needs to start this organization or she needs to go to this school or she needs to do this with that, right? Like, let me use her as a vehicle. So the more that we tap in to service and the more that we show life that, hey, I'm willing to be devoted to service of others. I'm willing. I'm here. I'm a vessel. Use me as a vessel. I want to be used as a vessel for life. I want to be used as a vessel for God. I want to be used as a vessel for service. Please use me. I'm here. Use me. I'm ready to be used, (laughs) right, by life, by God. I'm ready live through me, breathe something through me. I will create what you want me to create. I will devote in the way that you want me to devote, right? So the more that you show up to life and say, hi, you can trust me. I'm here. I'm, you know, the more that you show up in these energies and these frequencies, the more that you devote to God, to life, to love, to service in whatever way that you can, right? Maybe that's fostering a cat. Maybe that's fostering a dog. That's the big thing in that moment, right? One thing that my mom does is that one of her many purposes is she fosters pregnant mother dogs, right? She takes pregnant mothers that are about to be killed in kill shelters. She lets them come to the home, give birth here, and then she adopts out their babies to safe homes through rescues and everything. And and that's because they'd be killed in pounds. That's something that she has been given through life to do. It's, It's a purpose that life wants to be creating through her. It's service that life said, we can trust her. And you know why? It's because a few years ago, like seven years ago or something, one of our dogs was tragically run over by a car. I had named him Brendan. I used to love the name Brendan. Brendan and Brianna were like two of my favorite names when I was a kid. And he was, he was run over by a car and he was the best, he was the best little pup. And after that, um, you know, my mom, listened to life when life said hey just foster this dog right and it just happened coincidentally life didn't speak into her ear right (laughs) but you know some one thing led to another and there was an opportunity to foster a dog and as she says okay I'll do that I'll devote myself to that I'll be a safe space for that that's service like I'll I'll serve this animal that's homeless and that needs somewhere to go and I'll be a safe space Okay, I'll do that for this one animal. Now she's rescued over 200 animals, over 200 dogs she saved from death. And she's done that in the span of a few years because she allows herself to be used as a vessel for service, right? And so that's really the point here. Just open yourself up to service in whatever way seems intuitively right for you. For me, a really good and easy way to do that is through fostering an animal. That's one of the first things I did when I was, you know, I've obviously I'm vegan and a very big, very big animal rights advocate and, and whatnot. But when I was 10 years old, my first thing I did was my Christmas presents. I said, no, you know, I want to donate to the pound instead. 
And then a year after that, I fostered my first cat because I found her in the middle of the street. I ran out of the car, grabbed her, and then fostered her in my room. Then in high school, right, I'm fostering cat. That's natural. It's easy. It's just something that comes naturally to me is in service to animals. That's something that comes very, very naturally to me. So, okay, I, I have an opening to serve. Let me bring in some animals that need service. Okay, so it's something that is very natural, easy. So something that is natural and easy to you, choose something that comes naturally or something that, you know, seems that is doable and open yourself to that service and start serving. And then when you start serving in that way, you know, you light and you devote yourself to that, life will keep expanding you. You have to open up first and then be willing to be expanded and then life will keep expanding you. Okay. So yeah. So that's really that I think I'm I think I'm done now. I think I said what I've I've wanted to say, but I hope that this was really helpful for you guys. I yeah, I love you guys so much. I honestly I've been really talking about God a lot more and that's something that I have had a lot of hesitation with in the past because I had a lot of religious trauma growing up and you guys know I'm not religious. I am not a part of any religion. I am in the Self-Realization Fellowship, aka I'm devoted to my guru Yogananda. And if you guys want to learn more, you guys can read the book, The Autobiography of a Yogi, which is in the top 100 spiritual books of all time. Okay, so that's written by my guru Yogananda. So I'm not religious, but when I was agnostic, when I, you know, from 11 to 19 or 18, something that was very helpful for me was people speaking of God in a way that was very open and accepting. I had a lot of like Catholic trauma, right? And so speaking of God in a way that is, there's so many different paths, like you're welcome here, you're open, it gets open, you're not wrong because you are not devoted to my guru you're not wrong because you're christian you're not wrong because you're you know muslim you're not wrong because you're buddhist like i when i speak of god we're all speaking about the same god there's one one you know god all religions are just different paths to that one god so when i speak of god know that it is so inclusive but i just want to speak about god more and i have had a lot of hesitation because i don't want to ostracize anybody and i don't want anybody to feel you know how i ever felt which was ostracized when i was i didn't agree with catholicism and i was not down with you know what was being presented to me at a pretty young age i rejected catholicism and then felt very you know <laughs> there's a whole different can of worms but felt very hurt by the way that i was treated i went to a catholic school uh you know a catholic all girls school until college and then i went to nyu but you know it was just a little difficult and I had so much trauma with God, what, with the word God would trigger me. Like I would say the universe or I would say the divine or I would say, you know, the universe or this big spiritual power or something. I didn't, I was uncomfortable saying God because the only God that I had ever been introduced to was a wrathful God, was a judgmental God, was a, a mean God, was a scary God. And 
you know, talk, having somebody talk about that kind of God was like, ah, I, I associated the word God with that. Even though that's not God at all, there's nothing, you know, wrathful or, you know, <laughs> um, judgmental about God, right? But w- because that was the only, the only experience I had had when people had talked to me about God, you know, when people said God, I was like, Ugh, like a part of me closed, uh, you know, un- you know, unconsciously a little part of my heart was like, Ugh, like this little something in my body. When someone started talking about God, I would tense up, tense up a little bit. Right. So I don't want anybody to tense up, but I do want to speak about God because God is such a huge part of my life. God is the whole part of my life. And, you know, I, but I really do have such a, an open heart which is like if you have a closed heart and you're talking about god mm, (laughs) maybe go back to square one (laughs) you know what i mean so if you are connected to god you get opened you know you get more loving you get less judgmental (laughs) right i was more rigid you know, in the beginning of my journey, the more that I know God, the more open I get, the more accepting I get, the more, you know, <laughs> devoted to, to everybody that I get. So, um, you know, I do want to speak about God and, and weave God into the things that I'm talking about because for a long time I tried to kind of take it out. But the biggest service to myself was listening to people who knew God truly, You know, and when I was a child, everybody around me was talking about God from a dogmatic space and from a rules space, whatever, but nobody knew God. Nobody actually had a direct relationship with God, and that's reflected in the way that they were embodied. Your embodiment really shows it all, right? So if you're harsh and rigid and mean and, you know, dogmatic and this and that, and you're going to hell if you do this and that, you know, okay, that's... that's that's fine that's your path that's your path you know that's your that's your little journey but that isn't um you know when people are when the more that you know god that it's just the truth the more that you know god the more open you get and so you know if some people are are kind of for me it was very tarnishing when i was just constantly having very dogmatic nasty or judgmental people I don't even want to call them nasty that you know that's like old something I would say but not nasty but just you know people that you know were just a little bit um judgmental that's all I'll say you know and I don't even want to be judgmental by calling them nasty I just felt really I felt wrong in their presence I felt rejected in their presence that's really what I want to say because I don't even want to make anybody wrong by even saying that they're nasty or they're this and they're that you know there's a little girl inside me who is 14 years old and it's like you're mean to me and this and that you know but the truth is I just felt very I felt hurt and rejected and disrespected and um yeah and and I didn't feel that nourished in their presence right so for me when you know God, your presence becomes a vehicle of God, which is nourishing and loving and kind. And you make people feel accepted and safe. That's really what it is. You know, you make people feel safe. And so, (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. I'm not even going to edit out the little girl part of me who's like was just arguing with my adult self just now by trying to call them mean or wrong or you don't know God and you don't know this, right? I'm not even going to edit it out because I want you guys to see just, you know, the way I kind of talk back to myself because so much of like showing up in an embodied way is being able to check yourself and correct yourself and have this like part of you come out and to lovingly say, no, you know what, I'm going to not do that (laughs) or I'm going to not say that. So anyway, one of the best things in my journey was having people that I that I felt safe with who were speaking of God in a way that made me feel safe and even open to say wait what is that because that person feels really safe and welcoming and accepting and nourishing I've never experienced somebody who talks about God who's like that so if that's the God they know I'm interested (laughs) I'm interested what is that because all the people that I heard talk about God were very um you know, they didn't make me feel safe. I felt very judged or very hurt and very ridiculed in their presence. I felt like, you know, they weren't, the, the kindness of God wasn't really reflected in these people, right? So that, you know, didn't feel good, but this does feel good. So for me, that was how I started getting comfortable when I was 18 or 19, even stepping into the realm of, well, what is God? What is God to me? Let me open myself up to God then because all these people that I trust and respect are speaking of God and it actually feels really good the way that they're speaking and the way that they're holding me, even though I'm not, I'm, I don't, you know, I'm not a believer in God right now. I'm, I don't know. I would say, I don't know. There's something, but I don't know. (laughs) Right. So, and I still say that, right. But, um, But yeah, so I would like to be that for anybody else because for me, I needed that so much when I was younger. I needed somebody who was accepting and loving and also non-denominational to say, hey, you know, that God stuff that you heard when you were a kid, that's not real. Come over here. This This is the real truth of God come over here. Like, we want you over here. I'm open to you. I'm accepting towards you. You know, come over here. This is the real love of God over here. That was not the love of God, right? That wasn't the the warmth and the kindness and the understanding of God. That was the distortion of God, of God, right? So I needed that. So I would like to be able to, you know, infuse that into what I'm saying to express that because even, you know, people will say, to me that a lot of people think I'm Christian. I'm not. <laughs> I have never been, I I've, haven't been Christian since I was 11. <laughs> um, but, you know, but people, you know, will DM me all the time and say, well, what do you believe? Because, you know, I, I like what you're saying and I feel safe with you and you're talking about God, but, you know, the only God I knew was mean or was, you know, judgmental and stuff. So I'm interested, right? So I want to, be that for people because I know that it was so helpful for me to have people who really were connected with God and were devoted with God and that weren't so caught in the distortion of God in the in the dogma of of you know rules and this and that and you know the you're going to hell if you don't do this and all the just the drama (laughs) but people who are actually you know connected to the embodiment of God 
you know, that is very helpful. So I would like to talk about God in my in my podcast. I hope that's all right with you guys. I would like to speak about God more. And the more that I'm coming into this new archetype of mine that I'm entering into, which is the mystic, you know, I just want to speak about God all the time. So I'm sorry if I <laughs> am just, you know, talking about God too much. But, you know, I'm just constantly thinking about God and yeah, so God is such a huge part of my life and I want to, I want to just infuse it because, you know, my podcasts are me. They're just reflections of where I'm at. So, so yeah, so I am just going to leave it there. I've been rambling for quite a long time. So I'm going to leave it there. I love you guys so much. I really hope that this episode was super, super helpful and I'm going to go make some bread now and be purposeful (laughs) with the way that I make my bread. And then possibly make some garlic knots later. Really in a baking mood lately. But I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.